welcome to the It's a Movement podcast. I'm Paula, aka Queen P. I'm Jane, but this Jane ain't plain. And I'm the Sissieko Lola. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year and welcome back to the It's a Movement podcast. It has been a minute. Um, we've got me, Jay, and here as per. And this um, first podcast of the year, we're going to essentially reflect on the previous year, 2020, which was a year that brought many, many twists and turns, many plot twists. So with this Dear Diary topic, we'll just go around. Each of us have the pen for about 10 minutes. Um, I'm just going to select at random. Uh, Paula, do you want to talk about your 2020 year? Okay, yeah, I'm happy to do that. So I've got the pen. Um, Dear Diary, today. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I can help myself. Um, Okay, so my reflection of 2020, obviously 2020 was a very crazy year for so many people um, and myself included, to be honest. I feel like in my personal life, there was so many things going on that, to be honest, a lot of people don't really know about because I'm not really that kind of person who shares stuff um, openly Mm. unless somebody asks me what's going on. Um, So obviously, like, my close friends know what was happening, but outside of that most people would think it's just a normal day I guess um but I would say obviously the pandemic was crazy um and I know that you know it's a very sensitive topic for a lot of people because a lot of people lost their jobs a lot of people lost loved ones um which is unfortunate um but in terms of like my working during the pandemic I actually really enjoyed working from home um, and I still enjoy working from home and funnily enough before the pandemic it's something that I always wanted to do I always used to say in the office like guys I'm sorry this nine to five life is just not for me I can't be coming into the office every day like I just can't be doing this I don't know who came up with this idea but it's not the one basically so Obviously, I was very happy to hear that we were able to finally work from home. Um, And to be honest, I don't even want to go back into the office. Um, I think I'm at a point now where, although I don't want to go back in the office, I do want to start doing social stuff. Like, I just want to see friends. I want to, like, have a jam-packed weekend full of stuff to do like I used to because it's just getting a bit repetitive now. And I think for me, now my sister's gone back to uni... I really feel the fact that I live alone even more. Um, so, yeah, it's so weird because I'm the kind of person that I really, really like alone time. I love being by myself. Like, I love just getting stuff done on my own agenda, my own watch, everything. But then at the same time, I do like having bursts of social um, periods where I'm like seeing friends, I'm seeing family, I'm seeing people. Um, so it's, it's really a mix, I think, for me. Um, And I guess in terms of my expectations for 2021, I do really hope that um, the lockdown and quarantine and all of that will subside before my birthday, to be honest, because I don't really want to have another lockdown birthday. And that might sound a bit um, like a quite a small thing, obviously, given the magnitude of the pandemic. But that's true for me. Um, And I definitely want this year to be a year where I grow... um, Rayo my other business um and I want it to be something that I'm able to get to a point where I can do it full-time 
by the end of this year, ideally, or at least within a year of um, relaunching it. So I've got massive goals, but I think this is the first year where I'm really focusing on just one goal, which is Rayo. Um, and then I'm just hoping that everything else will fall into place alongside that. Um, gosh, guys, I really feel like I'm rambling here, but I'm trying to use up my 10 minutes. <laughs> but um, oh, it doesn't have to be the 10 minutes if... Um, no, no, no. I've got stuff to say, but I'm just keep looking at the okay. time so that at least I don't go over the 10 minutes. Um, mm. And then I guess another thing I would say in terms of my expectations for like the world, aside from hoping that this pandemic and the quarantine and all of that will subside, is that I just hope that everything we learned in 2020 um, in terms of like Black Lives Matter, in terms of like working on alternative revenue streams, working on yourself and just focusing on kind of being the best version of yourself. It's something that will be rolled over and applied in 2021. I hope that we don't forget about all of the things that have come and that um, have happened. Because I just feel like it's so easy for us as a social media generation. There's like a random a random thing that's trending and then it's just gone like that and I don't want things like Black Lives Matter to be that way especially from a corporate point of view I really want companies to um, actually say actually do what they said they were going to do like don't forget about it now that you said you were going to get black people on your board or that you were going to create an organizational structure for black people and other people from diverse backgrounds to be able to actually um, get to higher positions in your company um, and I know that's a bit like random but for me I think working in the company I work in that's something that I've seen firsthand is actually very important and it's so clear when there's not that kind of structure in place um so yeah I feel like that's a lot of word vomit but I hope that expresses how 2020 was for me and how I'm hoping 2021 will be for me Thanks, um, Jane, do you want to follow on from that? Yeah, I'll take the pen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> new page of the diary. <laughs> new page, dear diary, this is Jane. <laughs> um, oh, 2020. I think 2020 for me was a very good year. And it's like Fola said as well, it's really mad to say that because of just how intense it was. I think intense is the right word for mm. me. There was a lot... Um, there was a lot happening outward, so I think it didn't also look like there was a lot happening inward, and a lot of the outside things um, took over for a while, but eventually I had to just step back and realign myself and where I wanted to go and how I wanted to take information in, and especially when, like, the whole Black Lives Matter stuff. Black Lives Matter, I don't want to use the word Kate Tough because it's been there for a very long time. Um, not so much the organisation, but the notion that we should fight for equity and equality and all those kind of stuff but when it was at the forefront of our minds and everywhere um I did learn about like information overload um and that was a lot to take in and I think it was it was weird because like as a black person you want to be involved and you feel like you should say something but also at the same time it's like it's okay to take time out and be like this is too much let me just stop let me reevaluate what I'm taking in, reevaluate what I'm putting out. Um, so that was a learning moment for me. Um, and I think that's overall, that's what 2020 was, a very learning year mm -hmm. of unlearning things. Um, 
what else happened uni <laughs> working from home so I didn't even get the chance to last year while everybody was working from home and I was really jealous I didn't work from home life kind of carried on for me in terms of work I was going into the office as per usual so that didn't really change um I did start working from home later on in the year um it was good I I did like it I, I do like it I am working from home a lot more this year um I do appreciate it but I'm also studying from home so it can get a bit overwhelming at times. I'm just learning to adjust. Um, even so, I'm just with Jane. And you want to tell them what you're studying? Some of them might be doing the first. Time. Oh yeah, sorry. So I'm studying my law um, undergrad, uh, part time. Yeah, I enjoyed first year. Second and third year was a struggle. I'll be honest, <laughs> but I think mm. I'm just learning to like again like plan make sure I do my readings and all that kind of stuff but yeah that's another that's another story for another time um what else happened in 2020 I feel like there was so much that happened yeah but also so much that I was like I really would like to forget so <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah um friendship wise friendship was good you know, even though it, it again like with us three I think it's really nice we didn't get to see each other as much as we usually would any yeah. other year but our friendship was still good. It was still, if anything, I feel like it still grew, which is great. Um, so yeah, I had great friendships that we were able to develop in the middle of a pandemic, and that's a blessing, I think. Um, I didn't get to go to Ghana. That sucked. Um, so everyone that went to Ghana, I blocked you. <laughs> no, I didn't, but I, I did go on social media for a bit because I was just like, no, I want to be home. I want to be enjoying life um over Christmas in GH but no um going into 2021 I just it did start off a bit crazy with the whole like stuff that's happened so far but again it's just going in um taking one day at a time and that's it yeah that was my 2020 and my hope for going into 2021 oh the one good thing that really happened I think for me personally was faith wise I think really I was able to just take a step back and realign myself in terms of faith and really go deeper into that step mm. which is funny because I wasn't going into church but that's you know that's more personal and I was gonna say I hand a pen back to fresh <laughs> page um I echo a lot of what you two said about 2020 I felt um quite similarly in terms of a lot happened but in a strange sense not much happened as well because our lives were pretty much put on pause um, but the things I've reflected on um, now in this new year as I look at 2020 is just being more grateful for my health, mm -hmm. health as well. Mm -hmm. so I've never really had health complications. Um, I haven't had COVID. I know a couple of people that have. Just in general, my life has always been in terms of my health. And that's something that we take for granted and we shouldn't. Uh, but I think really brought that to the forefront. So I was really just grateful for that um in a new way that I've been grateful I've just always thought yeah I'm young and I'm gonna be fine but there's a lot of young people who don't have good health mm -hmm. so that's something I need to be grateful for. um and then also slow and steady wins the race um so there was a lot that I had envisaged for 2020 which couldn't go ahead because of circumstances and I've always been more of a using bulk, bulk kind of person like speed through but I think slow and steady can win the race mm -hmm. um so that was something that 
personally I felt I needed because I've always been go 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 but slow and steady it doesn't mean that you're failing or you're not doing a good job it just means that it's going to take longer but that's not always a bad mm-hmm. thing because our timing sometimes that's what hasn't planned for us um also I learned that DIY is good I've never really been <laughs> someone who likes DIY <laughs> I'm not talking about even just like assembling furniture and stuff but just as my hair doing it myself I've always thought no can't be bothered mm-hmm. just go to salons spite of all the craziness with the salon and if you haven't read the post about why black salons can be a nightmare go and read it on our um, page um, it touches on a lot of different experiences not just mine and black salons can do excellent jobs but they can also do very bad jobs so those are the ones I'm focusing on and honestly just being able to do my hair myself now it's just such good freedom I'm really happy that I can do it my hair myself um, and avoid those salons not been to a salon in about 10 months um Last year also, I keep saying this year, it still doesn't feel like 2021. Even when I wrote it down on a um, piece of paper the other day, it didn't feel right. Um, also last year, told me that Nigeria potentially healing and the NSARS um, protest brought to the forefront how much is going on there that is impacting on the youth in particular. And like someone else I'm touching on, I think it was Paula, things can, these hashtags can come and then they go so quickly and then it's on to the next, it's a vicious cycle. And I think NSARS had its moment, but that is literally off the radar now. And there were people that really did die. We still not got to the bottom of exactly how many people died at Lecky Tollgate. So just making sure that this year I, I can do my bit as someone in the diaspora to still help, um, even when it's not front page on the news and on social media, these issues are still there. Um, also, life throws curveballs, so be prepared, have a plan A, B, C. Um, I think things to fall back on when COVID really popped off helped me so just knowing that if, so, if you've got something planned have a plan b or a plan c you never know what and then in terms of this move there's something that i do want to pursue something that i want to be part of my life when we dropped off the radar when putting out our content I felt something was good and when people are asking me where's this and where's that what's going on with this movement it made me feel oh we really need to get on um, so yeah, as well the eye-opening experience 2020 mm-hmm. um my diary entry <laughs> wow I feel like we've had a lot of um similar kind of epiphanies and I think as I've been listening to you guys another thing that I just kind of remembered is the fact that um as much as you have a plan when you go into a new year sometimes you've got to be like I don't know how to say it like Sometimes you just got to realise that, you know, your plans might not always happen and it's not the end of the world if it doesn't. Because, and I feel like that sounds a bit negative because I'm all for like, oh yeah, plan, prepare, execute, da 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 da. But I think 2020 was a year because obviously when we went into 2020 as it's a movement, we had a proper robust plan of events. We had like everything that we were going to do. And then literally, I think we were only able to do like one or two of the events that we where we planned um and I think Mm. although we did kind of drop off the radar it really gave us an opportunity to reflect on like what do we want it's a movement to be how do we actually plan on moving forward with it's a movement and like kind of reframe it's a movement as a whole um and I think also another thing for a lot of like other events company or or businesses that run events it kind of helped people realize that actually you need to kind of think of ways to make this business or this project sustainable outside of 
just events or outside of just the certain thing that you were doing because like you like in our team meetings we've spoken about how we feel like the events really were kind of like the lifeblood of ISA movement and we didn't really realize that until we weren't able to run them anymore so yeah yeah not running the events really had an mm. impact on it how we need to be flexible um, in business and just with life in general, because like you said, you can literally plan everything out to a T, which you had done. You'd created that beautiful presentation. <laughs> but unfortunately, unfortunately, not much of the presentation yeah. was achieved. So as we look to this new year, it's just keeping that mm-hmm. optimism and really seeing what wasn't achieved mm-hmm. as a bad thing, but just a way to go. It's so true. And I think um, even though like we didn't achieve it, I'm trying to think because I feel like in 2020 I realized that sometimes I just do too much like I just do the most honestly like when the first um lockdown was announced I was doing the most I had obviously it's a movement I was updating on LinkedIn I created a page on Instagram Mm. where I was sharing social media tips I was doing weekly lives like and then I just got to a point where I was like you need to stop all this because how is all of this related to your long-term goal in life as well so I really had to take a step back and reflect on like what do I actually want to achieve what needs to be my focus right now because I've, mm. I've got I've read this like really good quote I think it says something like you can have it all but you can't have it all at the same time and I think that's really true because sometimes you want to do everything like you want to because I feel like I come up with a lot of ideas um in life that I want to do and because I'm excited about it I start doing it straight away but really like you can't do everything at the same time you need to understand your own capacity to be able to achieve things without burning out and uh, yeah I definitely think that was another learning in 2020 now I agree I was just going to say, I agree. I don't feel like it feels like 2021. Like, I'm still writing 2020 because I feel like 2020 went in a blink <laughs> of an eye. I didn't even get to write 2020. Yeah, really <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to touch on the fact that you mentioned um, doing the most. But I think that, in a sense, what is on social media? Like, people think that they need to do everything all at once. And if you're hustling and I know this is something we've got planned for one of the future topics that danger of the hustle mindset what how did you phrase it the other day and I think it's actually creating a lot of damage because you can't constantly be on go 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 and people are guilty for having a bit of a break or not doing 101 things at once it's not mm-hmm. healthy no honestly just echoing off what both of you guys have said I think it was halfway through the year when you guys were like, Jane, and I was like, guys, I need a timeout. Because, like, Paul, I li- no, like, Paul, like, I had been go, go, go. Mm-hmm. So halfway through the year, I literally bent out. I was studying. I worked full time. I was doing this amusement. I had, you guys, I started my own, like, business selling mm-hmm. um, shea butter. Um, it was like, literally, my friend had this little teasing thing of, like, don't ask Jane what she does. I said what she doesn't do. <laughs> <laughs> and they're always teasing about this and it's fun because I love like trying new things I love doing all these things and I enjoy every single one of them but like that quote is amazing you're gonna have to like I'm gonna have to write it down so I can remind myself every time I try and do too much but it was trying to like achieve everything especially sometimes I feel like I'm in my 20s so I need to maybe do the best I can in my 20s so mm-hmm. I can enjoy my 30s 
but then what that then means is that I don't learn to also enjoy my 20s um so no definitely I definitely felt the bent out of doing everything at the same time and I had to stop and realign myself and be like what are my priorities work is a good priority because one I need my income to pay my mortgage um university is a good is like my top priority I need to finish and I need to finish well um and I think it was Lola I spoke to I was like girl I want to quit uni and that was all because I was just so overwhelmed with everything that I felt like I should be doing and it was like oh don't use this lockdown as in like you're locked down your home you're bored you should be doing this you should be doing that you should be achieving this and I kind of fell into that trap and then eventually I was like no like it's okay to sleep and like sleep the whole day sometimes um so no it's just learning that and learning to just be like yes I can have it all but I need to have it all at the same time that's definitely and even like this year when it started like musical instruments is something I've always really wanted to learn so luckily for me I got a keyboard for my birthday and then I I know someone that was like I'll be willing to teach teach you guitar for free so I got a guitar and then the first thing one of my friends was like you doing it again (laughs) so I was like ah and I think it's good to have friends that will be like point things out when he was like you doing it again I was like okay no that is true I do need to realize that that's what I was trying to point out about learning and learning things so my one of my biggest targets this year is learning good habits and sustaining those good habits Mm -hmm. um yeah I think it's so funny because like when you're an ideas person or you've got so many goals it's like you don't even realize when you're doing the most until it's like you kind of burn and crash and I know (laughs) that's like (laughs) a big true but it's just so true like I feel like you really don't realise sometimes until it's too late. So I agree, it's good to have those kind of people around you. And um, I think, Lola, you said something like slow and steady wins the race. And I think, again, that's like another thing that is a very good point because, like you said, social media makes it seem like, oh, hustle, hustle hard. And then it also makes it seem like all these successful people achieved it overnight. Like you don't see the hard work that they put into the things that they are doing or or the actual real numbers because sometimes people make out like they're super mm-hmm. successful when in reality they're not as successful as they appear to be maybe they're not successful at all in terms of like I don't know finances or maybe they're not successful in terms of like their mental health Like maybe do you know what I mean like we don't know mm-hmm. what struggles people are going through so I think social media definitely does amplify things um, and make it seem a lot better than it actually is so I'm really trying to adopt that whole slow and steady wins the race mentality and when I have a goal now I try and set it out in a realistic time frame and also break it down like the steps to achieving that goal because I think before Mm -hmm. I used to just say oh yeah like I want to make a hundred grand this year and then that's it but like if you're going to have a goal that big sometimes you really need to break it down like realistically how can I achieve this goal what do I need to do to make this thing a reality and I think that's something that I'm trying to do a lot more this year um oh gosh you guys said something else that I was going to mention but I've forgotten what it was right mm. Oh, yeah. oh guys, remember, I don't know if you guys oh sorry I, think, I keep forgetting that you guys grew up here completely <laughs> but um before I moved here, I was like, I've been living nice for a bit, four years. Yeah, I was two, but I left when I was six. Oh, I can remember oh, a little okay. bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. Um, so I 
this there's a story that I learned from school and it was like a race between like animals and uh, you know how Africa we have those African proverbs yeah. and one of them was about the the tortoise the to- turtle yeah. all right yes, oh, yeah can, why can I not say the right word but you guys know what I'm trying to talk about and it's how like it was a, the hair of the yes, tortoise right word. it was like how it's, mm. it, it was the slowest but it is the most sustainable and I think sometimes we want to achieve things like one of my biggest goals this year is least to lose weight because all that quarantine and Christmas weight is not for me for that, especially it for, is for your butt that butt is grabbable <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately I can't lose weight and keep that butt but um, but no it's like and one thing I did last year was like I'll lose weight um but in the way that I would lose it I wouldn't be able to sustain it so I was just yo-yoing up and down and I think sometimes when we think oh slow and steady yes it's slow and it feels like it may feel like you're stagnant at some points but when you do go slow and steady you are able to maintain it and I think being able to maintain whatever you want to achieve is the best part of that goal yeah like you want to get to the goal that you've set and stay there and get up higher if you can not get there and then drop back down and then get back up like it's just tiring Mm. so definitely slow Mm. and steady so you can maintain and be sustainable is the most important thing I think we can all learn to do it really really is because I feel like the slower you go you actually build habits because like using the example of um weight loss like you said I think sometimes when you do it in that way where it's just like oh I'm doing a juicing fast for a month like that's not something you can sustain do you know what I mean like you can't juice Mm -hmm. for the rest of your life and if you already have the bad habit of eating like junk all the time then when you come off of your juice diet you're going to be doing the same thing so yeah I completely agree and sometimes because um my sister did this fitness brunch last year where she um got this lady who was talking about the mind as well and she was like yeah. rather than saying oh I want to get to um this particular weight or oh I want to um go gym three times and eat this and eat that she was like just focus on changing one thing at a time um so mm-hmm. like I don't know if you know that when you eat healthy you naturally want to start going gym, you naturally want to start doing things, then just focus on eating healthy and then everything else will fall in place. And then also, rather than focusing on that specific goal weight, you need to just kind of train your mind and just say like, I am somebody that eats healthy. I am somebody that works out. So it's like you're becoming like, am I making sense? I know like, I feel like the mind is a powerful thing. And sometimes when you retrain your mind to think in a certain way, although you may not necessarily be doing those things straight away, you start to naturally do those things and it starts to become a habit. And then because of that, you're able to achieve that original weight goal that you had. But the focus wasn't the goal. It was more on developing the habits that you need to achieve that goal. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, talking about weight, I feel like also last year another thing that happened to me is I realised that being naturally slim, having a high metabolism, things that I've always relied on, that doesn't always necessarily mean that you're healthy. (laughs) Oh, you're skinny. Oh, you know, you look good, but it's also about how you're feeling inside. And I noticed it was it was very gradual, but I noticed that between sort of um November December 2019 up until about February to March 2020 there was just something about me that I felt like I was heavier and 
I just felt very bloated mm. a lot. And I've also felt like I couldn't really talk about it with people because it's like, oh, stop being silly, you're slim. So I think just internally, I've realised that just because I'm slim, it doesn't naturally slim. It doesn't mean that I don't need to be conscious of if I'm feeling bloated, if I'm noticing body is responding to certain foods in a different way so I've always been able to previously literally maybe finish a bag of donuts and feel fine but I was <laughs> but you said a bag not like one or two <laughs> like I'd literally I've, I don't know if you remember much in uni like the way yeah. I used to snack a lot I preferred having snacks but nowadays I was noticing that if I was doing that I just didn't yeah. feel the same and it was having an impact on me negatively so twenty was also great for me in terms of because I was at home as well I noticed that when I was um, going to work it was just harder in terms of you come back from work and you just quickly bung something in the oven and maybe one of those really pricey lunches um, in the city which literally doesn't fill you up and cost a bomb but now I was able to plan lunch and dinner better so it, it also was great for me in that sense in terms of my health and my weight because although there wasn't like a big fluctuation, I like have not gone massively up or down, just internally in terms of feeling healthy, I definitely feel better now. And just being able to control more what I eat. Literally, when I was looking at my statements prior to lockdown, a lot of it was on these meals out um, out mm-hmm. of the house, eat, eat at restaurants, getting those expensive lunches from Pret. So I'm also conscious of if in 2021 we go back to the office, I need to find a balance in terms of not going back to the old habit of eating out too much and just hold my meals more often. Also, and yeah, when it comes to snacks, I still literally love snacks, but I have to just be a bit more conscious. If I'm going to have a whole bag of donuts, it might mean that I'm going to feel sick after. So. <laughs> It's not the worst so it's me laugh, yeah. She said a whole bag of donuts, and I'm thinking, as soon as I inhale, <laughs> donuts, I'm like, I'm bloated. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, okay. But it really shows that the body yeah. does actually change with age because I remember when I was young. I was literally, you know, doing the same things and people would be warning me, like, Lola, I know you're naturally mm. slim, but you need to be mm. when you get older, da da da. and I'm not even like trying to be dramatic because I remember in the office the year I was turning 25 um 2019 and I kept banging on about oh it's my birthday soon I'm gonna be 25 like and just yeah really excited about being 25 because for me that's a milestone age but for them in the office apparently it's not but that's their business (laughs) no it is a milestone I remember people people were saying people were saying some people were saying oh it is and then others it were is. saying it's, it's not and it is. it is and I honestly, it's a quarter of a century exactly like it's a big deal um and and I was surprised that there weren't that many 25 parts but anyway let me I'll just quickly get to my point because I know the time's running out yeah but um that year you know usually when you turn a certain age you just feel the same but honestly in my 25th year I just felt so many changes within myself and I don't know if Maybe I would just be dramatic or what, but honestly, I felt changes in terms of like the way I thought, the way I like just behaved in certain things, and even in my body. Like there was one time I did um a crab, like you know, like, I don't know a backbend or whatever you call it. Yeah, I was showing my nephew how to do it. Literally, when mm. I dropped out of that crab, my back was aching. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> 
this is something I used to do all the time. So yeah. Honestly, I just feel like oh my God. definitely things do change with age. And I think it just highlights, like you said, the importance of actually maintaining your health like it is important to eat healthy and to work out not even necessarily for weight loss just for health no definitely mm. I agree <laughs> so, yeah actually that I learned in 2020 is I don't know how to phrase this and it's not to sound um as if I'm against relationships or love but another thing that I learned in 2020 and I'm just going to apply moving forward is a relationship mm. is not the be-all or the end-all. Um, and I think I had a really idealised sense in my head of um, what it would be like once I, you know, was in this relationship. And just expectations-wise, I think it was um, very, very fairytale-ish, mm. which is not realistic. So short relationship that I had in 2020 taught me that I need to just be a bit more just a bit more realistic um, in what to expect and also just take a bit more time. I think I like um, that whole um, sense of falling in love quickly, love at first sight, but I don't know if that's actually even true now. And the whole soulmate thing as well is something I've always believed in. I don't know if I believe in that now. I think love is more of a business transaction. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds very harsh, but I think business transaction when you go into business you're going to do a SWOT analysis you're going to determine what the risks are the weaknesses the threats the strengths and mm -hmm. you need to do that in love too you can't just be going in blind <laughs> thinking oh it's love um you know from the very first day I just knew yeah. you don't know anything yeah, from the very yeah like as as oh, what, oh, no, what's the word like as it's not even rigid rigid is not the word I was gonna say like as regimented as that sounds I on I actually agree with you I do feel like when it comes to relationships I don't want to say when it comes to love that it's a business transaction I think when it comes to like when it comes to things like marriage and when it comes to things like being in a relationship I do think in some ways it is a business transaction like you have to think logistically about these things and try your best to take the emotion out of it because really and truly People show you who mm. they are in the way they behave, but I feel like it's, it often is women. But as women, we tend to just sweep, sweep things under the rug, like oh, he he doesn't usually do that, or oh, he's this, he's that. But honey, if he's not calling you, he's not interested. Period. <laughs> That's the way I see it. Oh, so, it's not that I disagree with you guys. Yeah. I just won't use the same terminology. Is <laughs> <as> the best. <laughs> <laughs> What time would I feel you? Like it's about being um, consistent with yourself and having an understanding of who you are so that you can then make wise choices for yourself. Like, I get what you're trying to say in terms of, like, saying if it's like a business, when you go in, you would think, like, I have, I don't want to call it a list, but it's things that's like I will not compromise on stuff like faith, stuff like mindset, um, those kind of stuff. And it's not like I'm saying he has to be and Adonize with this bank account like those things are not important let's be honest here but the same things I feel like we shouldn't compromise on that because we become so infatuated we then be like oh you guys I think we've had this, I've had this discussion with you guys before about myself I will not bring it into this <laughs> podcast but it was you guys just be like okay Jane take a step back and really analyze what do you want and that was really good for me to be like okay, mm. well, let me actually go back to that drawing board and say okay what are my absolutely no compromising yeah. on in terms of what I am looking for and I've had so many people just be like 
oh why would you do that why was that not compromising then I'm like because that is the essence of who I am if I then compromise to be with that person I compromise everything about me um and it's like that it's okay to say mm-hmm. no because this is something I would do you get like it's okay yeah. to say no it really is and it's learning that as a like as a woman that it's okay for me to say no I could be in a relationship right now but it was okay for me to say no in the sense that like being in that relationship will require me to sacrifice me mm. and that's just not something I'm willing to do. Yeah, no, I think that's really important. Yeah, I feel like you were just echoing exactly what's no, in my mind. Just oh, sorry. In terms of you don't mm-hmm. want to sacrifice yourself. No, honestly, I think it's so important. And I think one thing, as I get older, I'm 26 and I've always been someone who's like, oh, I want to get married young. Like in uni, Lola would know this. I always said, I want to get married when I'm 23. Like I wanted to get married young. And I still... I still want to get married young in my 20s ideally but obviously I'm realizing now that I don't have as much control over that as I think yeah (laughs) but I think one thing I'm realizing now at 26 Mm. knowing that in my head I want to get married in my 20s you do need to be more choosy about like the people you're with and not like Jane said not in the sense that oh he must be rich and he must be this it's more in the sense that when I think of like being choosy I mean more in the sense that like are his intentions clear is he being in- intentional in you know pursuing you is he dating for fun or is he dating for marriage because right now although I'm like do you know what I'm kind of leaving this whole relationship thing in God's hands yeah but I know that if I'm going to be dating somebody I'm dating with the mindset of marriage not dating with the mindset of let's see how this goes do you know what I mean and again I I don't know if that I feel like it does make sense but just to clarify it's not that when I go on a first date with someone I'm thinking we need to get married right now but I'm thinking about okay um this is you know a personality trait that's a bit off if I've been dating him a while and this thing is very off and it's something that I know that I I just can't deal with in terms of like a life partner then I need to tell myself like look as hard as it may be whether I like the guy or not if I can't see myself marrying you then what's the point of me dating you yeah and just to say I mean even if someone is being very intentional and you know, essentially telling you after you guys have been dating for about two months that they're ready for marriage, um, not mentioning any names, um, that you feel um, not feel that, oh, this means that this person is the right person because they're being so consistent yeah. and intentional. If it doesn't right within, your gut is yeah. telling you, no, this is not right. Don't be wooed by this intentionality just because a lot of guys nowadays lack it. And that's something I experience in terms of, okay, this person is very intentional, but something mm. is missing I something think doesn't so feel right, right. I feel like as women honestly you've got to listen to your gut no that is very true yeah. I think it's sometimes you can meet someone that using the checklist example will hit all your checklists but you're still like mm, it doesn't still sit right and it's also okay it's also okay to be like yes you hit all the checklists but something is still missing and then again you go back to the drawing board mm-hmm. um and it could be that it's you that's yeah. the problem all the time. <laughs> I feel like men are very, very particular. They know what they're looking for. And that's though that business transaction technology might not sit well with a lot of people, but literally this is your life. Like you need to make a profit, you need to make a return on your investment. And <laughs> that is the terms that you use that's Obviously. But it's so true what she's saying. This is the thing. Because do you know 
as like I like I said, I always wanted to get married young, but I didn't really think about like just how big ma- big of a deal marriage is until like maybe I was twenty five. Like I told you, when I turned twenty five, a lot of things changed. Yeah, but honestly. I just started realizing, like, actually, marriage is a big deal. Like, when people go into marriage, you go in with the mindset that, you know, this is the only person that I'm going to marry. This is, like, my lifelong partner. That is my intention going into marriage. So you've got to think about, can I deal with this person day in, day out, like, for the rest of my life? And one thing that really that I realized and made me think a lot is, am I willing to split my genes with this person to create a new person <laughs> it's true oh my think about it when it the children, honestly because if you think about it if i don't want my children to have your characteristics then there's some kind of problem there because there's a chance they could have your characteristics mm. they could have them all 100 percent. some children are more like one particular parent so it's the amount this is again the business transaction <laughs> you need to think about when you do your five-year business plan can you do offspring for this person oh god guys we're not making love into business transaction even though that's what lola keeps using but just understand the but then the thing is even with love i feel like we're saying we're not making it a business transaction and i know times have changed but back in the day it was yeah. genuinely seen in that sense. that's not always helpful just setting people up to get into these agreements but I think that it needs to be a split of the two you can't just be leading with this love because even if you love what is love really like it's a leaving with don't me I'm speaking for myself I won't lead with love or lead with business mindset I'm leading with God Mm. and letting God like obviously that's based on the fact that I'm Mm -hmm. of the faith and I believe in in God so I'm like okay I'm gonna let God lead and that was one of my biggest I think that was the biggest lead um, lesson for me last year was like don't go with the flow go with oh, God yeah. and I was like I felt God just dropped that into my spirit where I was like oh let me just go with the flow and then God was like what do you mean but go with the flow was a mistake I made in uni <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 go go with the flow is literally cover up. Go with the flow. It's so especially when you get to a certain age or a certain point in your life. Go with the flow. I'm sorry to say, if someone's listening to this and you're going with the flow right now, it's one of the stupidest things you can do. (laughs) (laughs) It might work in your favor, but I think majority of the time, going with the flow just says you don't have direction. And for me, that's. I mean, there are times if I was on a trip on a holiday, I'm happy to go with the floor because <laughs> there are moments in your times where I would even me personally would advise to go with the flow because sometimes life life is a flow that you do kind of just have to m- maneuver around. So there are moments in times, moments in life where going with the flow will really end well, mm-hmm. and there are moments in time. <laughs> I think the flow. something more that I'd apply to perhaps education when I'm in maybe first year of uni mm-hmm. and I'm thinking I don't know exactly what modules to do yeah. next that's when I'd say I'm going with the flow but for something yeah. as magnificent my partner and who's going to bear yeah, kids with me can't. I can't be going and let me it. just I just want to say like sorry if you're going with the flow now and you feel offended by the fact that I said it's the stupidest thing you can do <laughs> yeah 
Um, and obviously, I appreciate that people are at different points in their lives. So if you're 15, 16, going with a flow with your boyfriend, cool. It makes sense. It, I, I mean, honestly, but I just That's think when you're like 25, 26, 27, and especially if you have the end goal of marriage in mind, if you choose to go with the flow, that's foolishness. <laughs> All right, guys. I think we can start wrapping up here on like our lessons. <laughs> yeah, we kind of got hijacked by the yeah. the love. <laughs> so th- those are our dear diary entries. We've got a lot more planned for the podcast. Please do watch this space. We've got some very interesting topics coming up, and we look forward to being back out there consistently with them, um, our listeners. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. That's it for today. I've been Lola. I've been Paula. And I've been Jane. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.